Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this is the second week of our Stay Tuned Month. Uh, explanation really quickly throughout the show's history. When we bring up another show that we realize is also terrible, uh, we, we sort of qualify the mention with a Stay Tuned, as in maybe we'll do an episode on that someday. So here we are, November 2013. Every episode in this month has been something we've Stay Tuned in the past. And here we are with Deep Blue Sea from nine. 19- 1999, directed by Finnish slash Hollywood, or I, I'll say Hollywood by way of Finland super director, Rennie Harlan. You know, we just finished up that spooktacular, and this is sort of like a puketacular. <laughs> but I guess, that, I guess that's all year round. But, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's all crap. I love this movie. I am... I am happy for Stay Tuned Month. It's just like, it's just getting things off my bucket list. It's like, one day I'll talk about Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, because it's kind of like, you know, we say Stay Tuned when it's like, wow, that's going to be a real headliner. So this is like a month of headline shows. It's also that thing of like, you know, I'll I'll fix that that junk drawer in my, you know, in my kitchen. (laughs) One day, Stay Tuned, junk drawer, I'm coming for you. And it feels good to like... Fix it, get it on the right track, and then have the old uh, fixed. Yeah, if a podcast, if like the podcasting world had like a sweeps month, you know what I mean? Like this would be our sweeps month doing this. So 1999, Deep Blue Sea comes out, and it's the most sharktastic film of the year. It's it, it's the best Jaws sequel that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, it's everything I wanted. I've seen all the Jaws sequels except for the second one at this point. Uh, by that I mean three and four, uh, and it's the it's what I wanted each time. It's just like a lot, a big body count, a, a lot of interesting shark deaths. Well, Steve, you do know that this is this is a Jaws sequel. Oh, really? Did you guys read that tri- little piece of trivia that the license plate in the shark's mouth at the start of the film is the oh, same one? Is it from Jaws? That's really terrible. So I'm back. <laughs> Hey, did you miss me? There's no Brody's here, but a plenty of eggheads. <laughs> I thought I passed that license plate years ago. <laughs> but who would have guessed? Wow, just goes to show you should really get a shark colonoscopy. <laughs> who knows what's still stuck in there? They found it in my mouth? <laughs> All right. Uh. I fought it up that McKittridge boy the other day. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I'd passed him, too. So this, of course, for anyone who doesn't remember, this is the super genius shark movie, right? And, uh, you know, something uh, movies are kind of obsessed with uh, from time to time in the science fiction realm is like, you know, we have to do something. And if we do this, it's going to be the cure for a human-related thing, right? So a human-related ailment. In this case, it's Alzheimer's. Apparently, sharks, you know, sharks' uh, brain cells don't deplete the same way human beings does. So, you know, it's that Alzheimer's horror movie you've been waiting for forever—the <laughs> Alzheimer's thriller of the year, unforgettable. <laughs> 
So can we talk about the cold open to this thing? It's ridiculous. Yes, because I've seen this movie a bunch of times, and I did not remember this cold open to save my life. We take a little bit of time to get on this aqua base, by the way. Just yeah, we could call it an aqua base. It's Aquatica is the name of the aqua base. And it's not a sea lab. <laughs> I've been calling it shark jail. <laughs> shark jail is also good. Aqua base or shark jail. A third option, Sharkum. <laughs> Sharkum Asylum. For all the crazy sharks. And Killer Croc. <laughs> <laughs> so we cold open and it's a sexy teen makeout party on a boat. Check mark, by the way. Yeah, you know, for anyone who t- who tuned into this movie because they wanted to see like a horror like slasher setup, fine. A bunch of teens fucking on a boat. There's a great line in here. It's two couples that are getting it on in like different parts of this boat. So it's not like that furniture store scene we had a couple weeks ago. It's pretty close because I mean, how it's not a yacht. There's not levels. It's just like, I guess so. But you know what? If you're not an eye shot, yeah, you know, you're doing better already. <laughs> There's a great line though where one of this guy, one of the guys says, uh, like the, it's the it's two dudes and two chicks, and the dudes like look at each other at one point, and the guy goes to the other guy. And he says, uh. Hey, we're having a party, man. And I was like, yep, thanks for telegraphing that cold open. And the way the shark finds out about this, I guess, is like they spill a bottle of red wine. First of all, <laughs> teenagers drinking red wine. I mean, ooh, sophisticated. Yeah, these are some, some saucy teens. And are you trying to tell me that they would, this, this shark would mistake red wine for blood? No, this shark is a super genius, Eric. Therefore, he's like, ooh, a nice throaty red. Interesting. Ah, 96, a good year. (laughs) You know what pairs with this? People. Wait, is this Merlot? Oh, look at this. It's got that hint of oak I love. Arouse teenagers. And the way that like this movie starts is very much like a Batman movie. Speaking of Sharkham, because like... The shark starts hitting the boat. The teens fall into the water, and you're like, well, here it comes. You know, sushi city for this shark right now. And, like, as the shark's about to close in, all of a sudden it gets, like, hooked, and you're like, what? And no one hears him arrive, but there is Thomas Jane in this boat just caught that shark just in the nick of time. It's like, really, you didn't see this boat pull up? Was he in stealth mode or something? He had to have been there watching these teenagers have intercourse. And that's probably (laughs) what he does with his spare time. Well, he's, I mean, the call sheet for this character is uh, Batman mixed with Han Solo. And that's it. Like, he's... He's a rogue. He's got like a couple of a couple of things in his past. He's not too proud of, but he's also a super genius. He's also really good in a fight. He's really good with a harpoon gun, and he's also apparently like an ex-con of some kind. Yeah, like they make reference to that. And what's great is like you know, ex-cons they get out of the prison. They got to get like a you know a work to release type thing. You're doing like construction, yeah. something <laughs> like that. This guy, somehow, he gets out of jail, and he's working on this top-secret shark base. Real, I mean, that's a get. For an ex-con, that's a get That's a job. huge get. You, you have to, even to be like, I feel like to work at SeaWorld, you need to get a fake name if you have a record. You know what I mean? Like you're Oh, not, probably. Well, you know, SeaWorld, you're around kids more, right? <laughs> this is like, 
you know, you're at a shark jail. I mean, they don't elaborate as to why Thomas Jane was in prison, but I, my first guess would not be for sex crimes oh, was, against it, children. Oh, well, that was mine. My first guess. <laughs> he was watching those teenagers fornicate. Oh, yeah, that's what he was doing there. Like, oh, shit, a shark. Better... They locked him up for it before. Yeah. He's gotten out, and now he's like, he's got the taste for it again. You know, yeah. the hunger. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, he, he goes to his parole officer, look, it's international waters. I can't get much farther from the school, right? <laughs> There's no kids out there, right? Sometimes oh, wait. <laughs> They're here. Oh, tempted me again. <laughs> they fucking found me. No. He hears about uh, those uh, semester at sea things that you can do. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. All these kids on the boat hear, like, the Jaws theme, but it's someone beaten off that's making that, like, <laughs> to the rhythm. That would really be difficult. Yeah, I like uh, masturbating to John Williams' Jaws score. You should try it sometime. You want to get exhausted, try, <laughs> try Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> No, that would be Duel of the Fates, you and a buddy. You want a double-edged one with that one, right? I guess. You're off beat, Randy. Hello. Hey, ha. That should be you and a friend okay. are beating off, okay? And then there's a guy in the middle with a double-edged dildo, right? That's just sort of banging them together. Uh, <laughs> just got face paint like Darth Maul for no reason. This is as authentic as it gets, guys. How many times do you think people looking a little bit like Darth Maul went to sex clubs? Like, is that a what sex mean, club? Looking a little? Oh, you mean they dress the up? Pa- oh, yeah, not like reptile people. <laughs> I thought you meant someone that happened to be born with red and black flesh. One, porns. please. Yeah, I, you know, I, people get dressed up for all sorts of things. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so we cut to so this is a, we cut to uh, uh, Saffron Burroughs throwing a newspaper on a desk with like teens in trouble, escape shark wreaks havoc. Yeah, and Samuel Jackson isn't having it. Also, not having it. RoboCop's Ronnie Ronnie Cox. <laughs> no dialogue in this movie. Just erased from like. There's even, when they cut this scene, it appears like Ronnie Cox had a line. And it's like, nope, you're going to cut. You're not going to say a fucking word, Ronnie Cox. Why is he there? He's a perennial evil businessman. So to make, to, you don't need him to say anything. You just look at him and be like, oh, that guy's up to no good. That's all I need. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the evil weirdest corporation. thing ever. Like, why? It's, a, it's, it's probably the biggest Hollywood insult, right? To be yeah. A, to, be, to, to show up to do a movie like Deep Blue Sea, you're probably being like, oh, you know. Need I need a little chunk of cheddar. Let me just go by down there, and and then you show up and they cut you out of it. It's not even. It's even worse to be. A lot of people get cut out of movies for all sorts of reasons. Sure. You're in the movie. You're, Samuel Jackson is saying things probably in response to your dialogue, but for whatever reason, they cut you right out of the fucking. It's you turned into an extra. <laughs> What's ridiculous though is like Saffron Burroughs and Sam Jackson are having a conversation. And Ronnie Cox is sitting there the entire time. Yeah. They're talking around him, like, as if he's not even there. So it's not even like, oh, maybe he got some lines cut. It's like, he's just ignored. Like, I don't know if he's he's friends with someone that was making the movie or what. I mean, it's kind of like being that third guy in a Duel of the Fates jerk-off session. It's a little <laughs> awkward. It's I mean, you're there. Ronnie the- Cox is just sitting there banging that dildo and, together. Yeah, and that... 
to no effect. <laughs> and you recognize him as you would Darth Maul. He's just glare. He's just right there. It's a, you can't miss it. It's like, what does Ronnie Cox have to say about this? Oh, I'm never going to find out. All right. Actually, I like the way that we're just going into this fetish kitchen and making a new fetish. You know sure. what I mean? Add a little salt, add Ronnie Cox. Wait, this is a new fetish? <laughs> I just made it. Yeah, the duel of the fates. We're going to get an email that's like, uh, actually, <laughs> did that. Some of us were in college in 1999. <laughs> Starcon 2001, look out. <laughs> the lustiest Starcon of them all. Oh, God. Hey. Speaking of Hollywood insults and Ronnie Cox, though, there's a bigger Hollywood insult that Ronnie Cox has experienced in his life. It's a movie I watched recently on Netflix, which it's him and Treat Williams and some other girl. I don't know. And it's like some sort of like dinosaur movie, but it's clearly made for sci-fi. Sure. And these dinosaur effects are fucking terrible. And it's basically like that third act of the lost world jurassic park but that's the whole movie and like ronnie cox is the evil businessman that's like brought all these dinosaurs back to life slumming it ronnie cox and treat williams in that movie yeah that sounds like a chore (laughs) so that's that sweet sci-fi paycheck So the whole thing here, the whole, like, thrust of this movie is Sam Jackson has been funding Saffron Burl's Alzheimer's with Sharks project. Mm. And he's going to cut the funding because of the accident. It's made him look bad. And she says, okay, listen, you're going to throw all of this research away, all this money that you've thrown into it. Just give me the weekend. Come down with me to, you know, the shark station. Come down to Sharkham. And I'm going to show you the experiment. You're going to see that it works. And then, you know... Maybe then reevaluate whether or not you're going to cancel the funding. It's very Jurassic Park. It's so super Jurassic Park, it's not even funny. And that movie was just a mere five or six years before. Like, what? how are you getting away with, with Sam this? Jackson in it? Yeah, Sam Jackson. And, and people travel via helicopter there. Via you're helicopter. In the ocean. Yep. Take a boat. <laughs> Submarine, anything. The creator's just like, all right, give me two weeks. We're going to go by by yacht, and it's going to take us two weeks to get there. It'll be great. We're going to go to Sharkham in a hot air balloon, and you're going to have a whole lot of time to rethink cutting off the funding for this project because it's going to take us 17 days to get there. We're going to go in the Pinta and get over there. (laughs) So, you know, they get... To Sharkham, you know, Shark Base, and we're introduced to our our rogues gallery of '90s character actors. It's a little twisterish. We've got a fun kind of eccentric team. It's a fun eccentric team of scientists, which is why it's very twister, in my opinion. Yeah, you've got uh, Ada Totoro, who's just like the lookout. I guess she's uh, she's also like the meteorologist or something. She's monitoring all the weather patterns. Which, because by the way. Much like Jurassic Park, there's a hurricane coming to the, the area where they are. Every All of these movies always get fucked up by hurricanes. Whenever, <laughs> If I'm ever in a room where somebody's like, you know, creating a terrarium or some sort of <laughs> biodome, like, all right, hold on. What happens if a hurricane? I'm going to ask the question now. Before you house these dinosaurs or these <laughs> evil clothes or this time machine, what happens if a hurricane comes by? Exactly. And if you're... Science project is not necessarily location specific, such as a time machine, or I guess you know, possibly sharks. Also, you know what I'm saying? Like you could figure out ways to keep sharks 
in not necessarily tropical waters. How about you relocate your your base to like the North Atlantic or something, or underground with swimming pools? <laughs> that would also work. <laughs> I killed all the sharks. <laughs> That'd be my experiment. Cisco! <laughs> Why are all these sharks dead? Dude, I don't know. I thought they wanted chlorine in them water. <laughs> I thought sharks hated to move. No, they love to move, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> and that's, well, actually, that's not the story of me. That's the story of Damien Hurst. <laughs> Little art jokes. There we go. Uh, when I was watching this movie, when they brought up all the, shar- the stuff about, like, sharks... They can't swim backwards. They don't sleep and whatnot. I was like, "That sounds crazy." And I went on the, I went on my phone and I like googled "do sharks sleep" and read this whole like this report in like a, a, a you know oceanographic journal about like why they don't technically sleep. And apparently, like all fish are like this. And I'm sitting there watching this movie, like freaking myself out, reading this science journal. Oh no, sharks don't sleep. It's like, oh man, no fish sleep the way we sort of sleep. Oh no, there could be a fish behind this door right now. They don't <laughs> sleep, but your phone actually dreams if you've been to that sprint. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man, isn't that... Isn't that great? That's true. Has anyone ever done that? No. No, I mean... <laughs> There's at, some dumb kid somewhere yeah. who's done that. Oh, yeah. People have done it. I just meant in, if you were asking, like, just in this room, taking a poll of the no. room, no, I, I haven't done it. No one should have. And <laughs> all it's doing is your phone doesn't sleep, but it sure can get a lot of unwanted text messages if you text that number. <laughs> you will have a lot of nightmares if you text that number. Yeah, a lot of terms and conditions. <laughs> so we've got Ada Tutorial watching the crow's nest. Uh, Michael Rappaport is kind of like the guy that knows the, the facility inside and out. He's like the Rain Man, like engineer, right? Like yeah. you I know. viewed him as like the Ocean Townie. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 his, just his attitude and stuff, you know. Like he's, been, you know, he's from that part of the ocean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my family are from the algae cliffs or whatever. <laughs> I like the algae jets. Yeah. The algae jets. I mean, yeah, again, taking this Staten Island dump uh, accent with him wherever he goes, you're, you're just, you look at him and you're like, I'm sorry, you're not a shark scientist. <laughs> or you're not a structural engineer who runs this facility. You're just not. I'm you're, sorry. You're a guy that hangs out at Sharkham. And that's fine. <laughs> just be be that. Be be the Sharkham like bartender, you know, like you operate the Sharkham, you know, tavern that's on this thing, <laughs> and that's just what you do. Hey, Tom Jane, what's your poison? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's much more natural than him like spewing figures for like how many pounds of pressure yeah. certain parts of the structure could take before they collapse. I'm like, I'm not buying this from well, you. Well, that's the only. This is like the one and only time you played a genius, right? Like that's kind of it was I'm a one and done sure. for him. Yeah, one and done. And we've got LL Cool Jakes frying some stuff up <laughs> as the chef named Preach. He's a chef. He's named. It's too much for LL Cool J. One, he's LL Cool J, exactly LL Cool J. Two, he's a chef. Three, he's named Preacher. And four, he's got a hilarious parrot sidekick. <laughs> That's almost, you know, and it's interesting because you reminded me, LL Cool J, it's not the first time that he's done this because I believe it was the year before, pretty sure 98. Don't, don't uh, quote me on that, but Halloween H20 comes out where he plays essentially three things. 
LL Cool J, because that's a role in and of itself. Uh, he plays a security guard for the private school where uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis's son goes. Okay, security guard. And also, he's the writer of adult erotica novels. Yep. Too much. Too much. Just, it's too, totally too especially much. Especially for a tertiary character. You get just one be a thing. security guard. Yeah. Michael Rapport doesn't have anything going on. He's just like, yeah, I'm kind of a genius. You yeah, know? he's not He's not structural engineer slash Michael Rapport slash chess expert. You, all Ada Toro has to do is make her peace with God because she's going down. Like, that's just, <laughs> like, she's not making it. So we have her. We got Stellan Skarsgård as random scientist. He's yep. kind of evil a little bit. He's just got, oh, he's well. Like, that's just well, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, he's that's, prickly. That's all. You know, he's not any more evil than Stellan Skarsgård on any other day. And this is ninety nine, so he's not huge in America just yet. So you know, he's he's not a huge character. He's got a, a lady friend scientist, or she might be his wife. I don't know who's that actress. Is she anybody? No, she's a lady. She's kind of. Get, <laughs> Giving the uh, intro monologue to everybody, she kind of takes you. She's your eyes and ears into this into a aquatica. What I don't get, uh, well, like when Sam Jackson gets here, Thomas Jane has this exchange with him about like uh, you know they don't eat you know sharks don't eat people you know they bite you because they mistake you for a seal or whatever, and he's like he says something like. Uh, or maybe just a stuff suit. And they're all, like, giving Sam Jackson, like, the big fuck you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, word <laughs> travels fast. You're going to cut our fucking funding. And it's like, hey, guys, he's here to evaluate everything right now. Why don't you butter him up a little bit? And, and isn't it in the last scientific expedition that he's taken, like, he might have murdered people or eaten them? What was that about? <sighs> he's got, like, backstory. that mysterious checkered past. <laughs> It's a checkered past in where he was hiking in the Alps with some people, like climbing a mountain, and there was an avalanche. And so he says something about like nine people got stuck up there, but seven came down. And it's something like it might be cannibalism, or they might have just killed people for being dicks. Well, he's like, no, nine people went up there, seven, di- five came down, and two were killed by the avalanche. Figure it the fuck out. And now, Thomas Jane's just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> is I, I this a regular avalanche or a shark avalanche? <laughs> I have to bring that up because I think that's an upcoming sci-fi movie. Is there a shark avalanche happening? Yeah, oh, yeah I can't it's wait. coming up. And is Brian Austin Green in that one? <laughs> Did he make it out of Sharknado? No, Ian Ziering was in Sharknado. Oh, you're right. Excuse me. And speaking of those movies, uh-huh. the graphics in this movie are sh- Sharknado level. It's it just the it, same level of crap. To be fair, <laughs> though, this crap. was cutting the cutting edge shark graphics. Sharknado just like picked up the floppy disk that had all these effects on it and crammed it into their fucking that, Dell. That is true. That's but- what's amazing, though. It's like this movie, Deep Blue Sea, in 1999. So that's mm-hmm. what fourteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie has like these graphics, and this is a multi-million-dollar movie, yeah. and this is all you got out of it. Cut to 2013, Sharknado comes out, same shark, <laughs> way less money. It's amazing to see that happen, and it's hilarious that the example we get to use is computer animated sharks. It's sharkflation, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn sharkflation! <laughs> the the idea I'm worth like, less than I used to be. <laughs> what can I say, boys? 
We all age a little bit. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not like the U.S. dollar, right? <laughs> yeah, that that and a nickel get you a cup of coffee, but even that's not true anymore. Shark political stand-up comedy. <laughs> Could you, uh, maybe there's a Euro shark. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm worth <laughs> twice as much as swimmers. <laughs> I'm going oh, to eat so you. pompous. Such a fancy pants over there in old Europe. Also, I was just thinking about this because of like the idea of like trying to shut down this facility while in the midst of really dangerous shark experiments. Yes. When the when the when the shutdown happened like last month, how many like you know, experimental facilities were shut down. Like, how many, like, man monkeys were running loose? And God, like, you know what I mean? Like, more, many, you know what? Uh, here's the answer. You don't want to hear it. Yeah. More than we know. Yeah, they're still trying to lock down NASA. I bet that place is going crazy right now. Unicorns and monkeys running, <laughs> running around. <laughs> All sorts of aliens yeah. just trying to take over the place. Look, if I, if I stop manning this time tunnel the whole shit's gonna go down well you gotta go gotta go no that's exactly what it was dude the fucking idiot tea party just got in there and they were being dicks about everything they're like the richard thornburg you know from ghostbusters like yes yeah he's gonna fucking shut down the containment unit and then like you know like the rest of the rest of the country is like bill murray like i wouldn't do that man (laughs) and then like the tea party was like have this man arrested. And then the tea party with their like big red goatee just had the Con Ed guy turn it off. And I guess I would be the Rick Moranis in that situation because I didn't follow the story that well. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just over somewhere possessed by Zool. Yeah, you know what? That's going to be on your fucking tombstone. Who turned out the lights? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we're in the middle of this shark. You know, it, basically... Like Jurassic Park, everyone is leaving Aquatica for the weekend. Oh, yeah, the skeleton crew on the weekend. Which is such bullshit because Aquatica really has two days left. Like, hey, look, I know we usually give you guys off on the weekend, but really, we got Sam Jackson coming. Yeah, we we got to, you know, we got to kind of pepper this place up a little bit. He needs to see what this looks like. When it's running at full capacity. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's pumping all that money in and you're showing him, like, the rinky-dink version? What's great, too, is uh, Sam Jackson's like, where's everybody going? And Saffron Burroughs is like, oh, you know, well, on the weekends, you know, a bunch of people go to the mainland or whatever. And it, <laughs> Sam Jackson looks out over the water and it cuts to this boat and there's a bunch of people like, Yahoo! <laughs> Like, just already getting the party started on this work-related barge. I kind of want to be the guy that, like, stays on that barge for the whole week. Doesn't do any work, but just gets to hang out with all the people for their weekend, (laughs) you know? Because those guys are really cutting loose, I bet. Oh, well, dude, it's the same thing. And, you know, we bring this up a lot on this show, but, like, we brought it up on Jaws 3D with, like, the the townie workers. The same thing in Aspen Extreme. Like, what the townie people are doing when they're not working at the resort they're drinking and fucking and smoking cigars, playing cards. Like, they're having a great time. Yeah, if you're on Aquatica five days out of the week, you yep. are getting shit-hammered. The other oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have all these people. They're, they're prepping to do this experiment. And the experiment is, you know, they have to... Uh, Catch one of these sharks, get it into the laboratory, suck out the brain juice, which is, I believe, a note that I wrote in my phone. Uh, and, you know, then they're going to they're going to, you know, drop it on some some human brain tissue or something. And the yeah. protein and is going to. Yeah. yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is Saffron Burroughs hypothesis. <laughs> 
And the procedure in which they have to lock down this shark in order to extract that brain juice. Yeah. That is something else. First of all, they have to load stuff up on a zip drive. (laughs) Oh, man. A fucking zip drive. Could you believe it when you saw it? I couldn't believe it. That's like looking straight through time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have zip drives? I did not. I had zip drives. I had a zip drive, yeah. I'll tell you this. Get ready. Get ready. I also had a jazz drive. What the hell is a jazz drive? So iOmega, the company that made zip drives, right? Right. Well, they also came out with a jazz drive that uh, the discs were a higher capacity than even a zip drive. Shock full of Miles Davis. (laughs) A little Coltrane. (laughs) Well, that was that weird time of like mini discs and nobody nobody knew what the next phase of CDs were going to be. So when CD trays started coming with like the little like inside tray where you put the mini cds yeah fuck that i could see mini cds back then i'm like i i knew that wouldn't fly (laughs) no one was gonna go for it i just knew it this show is sponsored by better help you know my 20s while being a lot of fun a lot of the time were pretty rough I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. 
Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So, like, all right, yeah, let's, let's, we have these three sharks, one of the, one of whom is already almost killed five teenagers. Nobody's too upset about that shark. No. Or, like, you know, maybe these sharks are dangerous. Maybe we need to, like, sedate these sharks. Nothing. Look, we got two days left. So, Saffron Burrows catches her shark. We, we put it into the facility, and everyone's kind of going, getting ready to fucking, you know, they, do they, the, this procedure. They make it go to sleep. You know, Thomas Jane or whatever. Thomas Jane has to go into, like, a, an underwater tunnel. Okay, mm. it's like a netted or, like, a caged tunnel or some shit. And he's got, like, his knockout gun with him. And he, like, goes up and two sharks kind of, like, come at him from either side. And they're like, holy fuck, like, did they plan this? That's weird. And he pulls out his gun to, like, knock one of them out. Mm-hmm. And the sharks both back up. And everyone on the crew freaks out because they're like, sharks can't swim backwards. But they just did that. And Samuel L. Jackson has some line where he's like, they just recognize that gun. Did anybody else see that? And, you know, you start getting these hints early on that these sharks are super right. smart because, yeah, they see the gun and they they back away. They've also they're so smart. They figured out how to do something physically impossible for them, which is to swim backwards. And Stellan Skarsgård's there to be like. All right, everyone, let's settle down. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do our jobs. That's why we're here. Like, stop speculating about sharks. Look, I know sharks can't swim backwards. That one just did. Let's just move on. Let's not <laughs> belabor the point. It's kind of a, I don't know what that accent is. It was, of, it was all right, and then it kind of took a turn to triumph the insult comic dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thor, nice hammer, idiot. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård in the dark world. <laughs> hey, Cat Danny's nice face for me to poop on. <laughs> he, well, he, he is right. <laughs> he, is, he is absolutely right. <laughs> so they put this fucker to sleep and they, they strap him down in this, in this like, they have him like in this bay, like inside of their little research facility there. And they bring down this giant thing from the ceiling that it's like, this it like clamps down onto the, sh- the 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 really hard yet smooth looking shark skin. Oh, it's just a, a glistening little bit of shark skin you see there. And like it's like got these little claws that cling onto it, and then it's got this giant needle that goes down into the shark brain. And like it wakes up for a second and like tries to bite at her, and like it just gives up and then like tom jane's just like oh he must be dreaming <laughs> he's it's like that hayden christensen movie awake he's just like <laughs> no i'm not asleep during my surgery no it's every- don't cut me off and i'm awake <laughs> it's every shock's nightmare i forgot that existed <laughs> Everyone, that, that movie's terrible the the helmet that this little shark has to wear though reminded me of uh in in uh, in the first Back to the Future, when Marty's back in 1955 and he first goes to Doc's house and he knocks on the door and Christopher Lloyd opens the door and he's wearing the huge contraption that's going to let people read their mind or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, is this shark going to try to read someone's mind? Psychic sharks? Because holy shit, that's a movie. These sharks are pretty close to psychic once we get into their comings and goings. So, you know, we, we abstract the whatever, the protein... And everyone's like high fiving, and Stellan Skarsgård gets a little too casual with this shark. He lights a cigarette and he goes, 
We did it, pal. All right. And then the shark just fucking takes his arm. It is. I'm just... not your pal, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this shark bites this dude's arm off. And the violence is so crazy. I was like, I remember the first time I saw it thinking like, oh, it's it's this kind of a movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I was expecting kind of like a dull sea adventure. This movie, to its benefit, is incredibly violent and incredibly gory, too. He just bites off his arm because... Oh, you got you got another smoke for me, pal? Oh, no, I'll just bum yours. <laughs> he eats his arm down to the cigarette, and is just puffing away at it like, ah. <laughs> and everybody starts freaking the fuck out. Tom Jane goes to try to kill it, and Saffron Burroughs, like, releases it back into the water. You know, she has her own reasons. And Tom Jane's like, what are you, fucking crazy? Do you see what just happened? Uh, and, you know, now we have to call the helicopter. We got to get, we need immediate medical attention for Stellan Skarsgård. He's an American so treasure. So think about that, though. You get your arm ripped off. You're bleeding out. They, you're in the middle of the ocean. They got to call the land to have a house. Guys have to get, like, their little helmets on, their jumpsuits being like, I'm going to fly a helicopter. It makes then, no sense. Like, listen, you're like. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. And I know, I know, Aquatica. How much you guys value your weekends. I know it. <laughs> I know it's tough being on Aquatica Monday through Friday. And when 5 o'clock comes around and you hear that whistle blowing, you just want to get off and you know get to the mainland and whatnot. Someone from the medical staff has to stay yeah, behind yeah, at all absolutely. times. How are they conducting this experiment during hurricane season and there's not one medic on hand? Dumb, dumb move. If I'm Sam Jackson, I'm like, really? I'm fucking paying you idiots for whatever you're doing here? You can't even keep a doctor on hand? I wish they just cut uh, at that moment to, like, some bar, some tiki bar. And this girl's like, no, you're not. No, I swear, bro, babe. I'm, I'm a medic on an aquatic space station. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. And then he gets, like, a page, and she's like, who's that, your girlfriend? And he's like, no, nah, don't worry about this. <laughs> Throws the pager in the garbage. <laughs> we keep paging Larry, but he's not calling us back. I've done 911 several times. Yeah, don't worry about it, babe. Someone probably just bumped their heads. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Those clumsy scientist fools down there. I mean, there's, like, a 60% shark chance it's shark-related, but Whatever. <laughs> I like to play fast and loose with my medical rescue. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't have a condom. <laughs> so Ada Totoro's like, oh, no, the hurricane's coming. And just, uh, it, on the heels of this hurricane comes this medic rescue team. We do the old uh, strap the gurney to the helicopter thing, which never works out it's in movies. It's never going to work out. And let me tell you, by the way. From the second this arm is bit off, uh, this shark creates one of cinema's greatest chain reactions because it's nonstop until we're, we're going to tell you it's over with. But oh my God. But th that's the thing. This shark has been planning this for months. Premeditated. Now the, <laughs> the first domino is about to fall. He's got like a Wayne Grow shark with him. It's just like, <laughs> it's heat. He's, he knows the response times. There's a Val Kilmer shark with a bad haircut. Val Kilmer's got a really stupid haircut and heat. I love it. <laughs> 
So this helicopter is a coming. It, you know, it drops a thing down. Stellan Skarsgård is th- then being airlifted, you know, to the nearest facility. Uh, but he doesn't get that lucky. No. Because the storm gets really bad. And they, like, they lower back down. And he goes under the water uh. where a shark gets him. And it's like fishing. It's like the helicopter is fishing with Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> On this, on this gurney, you know, and the shark like you know bites at it, and the helicopter pilot's like, "Hey, we got one!" <laughs> and it's jerking this thing all over the place. Finally, like the rope breaks, this helicopter goes flying into Aida Tuturo's fucking weather center. She hilariously flies back due to this explosion. It is the best Aida Totoro death you've, you've ever seen. It's the most satisfying end to Janice Soprano we never got to see. <laughs> Her getting hit with a helicopter. And then, just as you expect, they just have, they must just have, like, drums of oil and, like, gasoline and enriched uranium laying, <laughs> laying all over this shark base and that chain reaction of that helicopter exploding into that tower starts making everything in the world explode. Everything is exploding on this on this uh, this Oceanica or whatever it is. Aquatica. Oh, Aquatica, it, excuse me. It's a Rennie Harlan explosion so we're seeing every angle. We're seeing it four times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you know, delightful. I, I could have taken some Aida Tuturo flying back a few more times. You only <laughs> see that once. But I did want to touch on that, Steve, because any Sopranos fan wanted Janice Soprano dead from fucking scene one, and we never got it. And when you're finally in that season 6.2, and she fucking hears of Bobby Bacala's demise, and you're just sitting there like, it should have been you, Janice. It should have been you getting shot through that fucking model train set, you annoying character. <laughs> No, it's this poor man dying while trying to collect something for his fucking non-mafia-related hobby, you (laughs) monster. All that fat man wanted to do was play with trains. So Stone Skarsgård is not quite dead yet. (laughs) No, he isn't. Uh, You'd think, all right, the shark got him. All I guess the shark wanted was to get a good... One more, one more piece of Skarsgård. Because he saw that Nymphomaniac poster and became aroused. Oh, I want to fuck everybody in this movie. Unsimulated? One, please. Oh, God. So so the shark saw that poster, (laughs) went through the Tea Party shutdown time tunnel, because nobody's watching it, (laughs) went back to Deep Blue Sea, (laughs) got Stellan Skarsgård, and then when they bite him, when he bites him in this section, he's like biting carefully, like around the gurney, Pushing it's a love bite. <laughs> I'll just nibble you a little bit. <laughs> and he's just pushing him through the water towards this underground. I guess they're, they're, part of their facility is sort I guess it's sort of like a bridge on, on like the Starship Enterprise. Yep. They got this giant viewfinder of ocean. No, it's a window, not a viewfinder. Right. It's actually <laughs> a right, fucking window. Right. <laughs> For what? It would have made more sense if it was a viewfinder, but it's just a huge window. And th- yeah, that is something that we should mention. It's got a little like crank to it that just says do not touch because it can open, but you shouldn't open it. But there, there's also Phoenicia blinds on it, and it also says do not touch because those are a bitch if you, if you get one part a little higher than the other. Oh my God. Uh, th- that is one thing that we should mention, though, is that 
this uh, 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 aquatica station is predominantly underwater. Yep. There's very little at the top, and there's all these elevators and whatnot that they go down to the main base with this hilarious window. <laughs> so everybody's looking out this window, right? Look at there. What else are you going to do? And Sam Jackson is like, uh, hey, everybody, shut up for a second. Can you tell me what that is? And everybody turns around. And here is the Sci-Fi Channel's worst shark ever, <laughs> carrying in his teeth Stellan Skarsgård, gurney and all. And they've also, by the way, attached like an oxygen tank to him. Like prior, the EMTs did. The shark didn't do this. The EMTs did this. <laughs> uh, and he, so he's still like breathing underwater while the shark is carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you still alive? <laughs> And you just get this close-up of him. His eyes are open, and he's looking at what the shark's going to do, like, clever girl. <laughs> yeah. And this shark just opens its mouth a little bit more and lets him go. And this poor fucker slams face-first into this window that they've installed deep under sea. And it puts that crack in it. And then here we go. It's because he's still not fucking dead, and this chain reaction is still not over with yet. And all these people are just watching the window, like watching it break, like thinking about how they could help him. And it's like, what are you talking about? Get the hell out of there. Like, you're so, you're so dead. Tom Jane's like, man, if you told me this morning that I'd see the guy from Dogville shoved in my face <laughs> underwater, at an underwater window, I would have said you're full of shit. Wait, Tom Jane's also watching future movies? <laughs> yes. I think, by the way, why everyone freezes and just stares at it is because they're all collectively like, wait, that's not a viewfinder? <laughs> is that an actual functioning window? Who the fuck designed this place, Saffron Burrows? <laughs> ah, so this glass breaks. They all go running for it. And now it's flooding, and this is it. The, 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 the top is exploding. The bottom is flooding. And LL Cool J is just in the kitchen having his own movie. It's kind of like that... Mini movie you got from Get Smart with the fun temps oh, or with whatever Lloyd and whatever the oh, fuck did anyone ever, did anyone watch that No, no I no, just don't exist. I liked I liked that Get Smart reboot I thought it was actually pretty solid You could not pay me to watch that fucking thing No thank you Well we tried to make Hero from Heroes a thing and that just did not happen Oh God Yeah Is that... we also tried to make Heroes a thing <laughs> Sure did. Hey, you know, I'll say the first season of that show's solid, then it's just dog shit. Although, Tobo on that show's pretty great. Tobo's pretty great on that show. Tobo's pretty great on everything. Guy with the, the Midas touch. That's so Stephen Tobolowski we're, we're discussing. For the un, uninformed. Oh, correct. Sorry. Well, that podcast hasn't come out in 12 months, so I guess you wouldn't be too informed. <laughs> God, when is it that we're just going to have to finally say R.I.P. the Tobolowski files? Because I've been waiting every day. I just refreshed that podcast. Nothing. And I know that Steven Tobolowsky has 100% more acting jobs than I do, but still, like, come on. <laughs> just find the time. It takes an hour a week. Read a story. That's it. Do it. We miss you, Tobo. He's That's just all. reading a bedtime story. <laughs> I would listen to him lull me to sleep. I am going to read from the book, Corduroy the Bear. <laughs> I think this is what's about a bear at a department store. <laughs> I think that's what Corduroy is about, right? Corduroy was in a department store, maybe. Didn't he have, like, seafaring clothes on? Oh, no, that was Paddington. Paddington was a different bear, a different, whole different attitude. 
Where, where do the Berensteins fit into this? <laughs> oh, the Berenstein Bears were jerk-offs. Man. Yeah. Whoa, what? <laughs> they, like, lived alone, you know what I mean? Like, they fucking didn't let their kids, like, outside of the tree. You know, it's kind of like uh, like Dogtooth, but with children's literature. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't want to know anything else about the rest of bear culture. They didn't have a TV. Yeah, no I stick to me TV. and mine, and that's just fine. Yeah, I don't exactly. need to know about what you fancy city bears are doing down there. A polar bear, get out of my face! We don't take too kindly to those of us that have different colored skin. <laughs> Or, or fur, for that matter. We don't take too kindly to you whites. <laughs> and I am definitely understanding of the irony of using this voice with the name Berenstein. But get over it. <laughs> Just get over it. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Not even Randy Berenstein. <laughs> it goes the other way for bears. <laughs> Gentile bears have Jewish bear names, and Jewish bears have Gentile bear names. Anybody knows that. <laughs> Jones, forget about it. <laughs> Jones is celebrating all sorts of holidays. I, I think he's making half of them up. <laughs> Not like us Berensteins who just celebrate Christmas and Easter. Anywho, uh, so <laughs> that bear Jesus gave his life for us. <laughs> and Uncle just having his own adventures with his parakeet, his parrot. I apologize. Yeah, his fucking parrot that we just have to love forever, don't we? Because <laughs> it's just so goddamn hilarious that he's got a parrot. It's a sassy parrot that should... talks shit to him. Yeah, sasses him all the time, mm-hmm. and he's busy cooking and preaching and whatnot. It's like it's like half of his performance is him giving these ridiculous monologues, and then the other half is him like making cupcakes and shit, or telling me how to make an omelet. Oh God, damn it! Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to his video will in a second. So we've got two movies going on. One of which is all of the characters you know and have been following, and the other is LL Cool J. Yeah, he's just got his own separate DVD bonus feature going on. <laughs> it is, because the one is the survivor's tale of everyone having to get to, you know, there's all sorts of things where there's ladders, you know, something's on fire, you can't go up this ladder, it's, you gotta you use know, it. The, the, you know, and I, I will get to recommendations, obviously, at the end of the program, like we always do. I have fun watching this movie. I'll tell you what, though, this movie is, hey, we're in a room. Hey, that room's flooded. Let's get out of here. Phew, we're in another room. Hey, this room's flooding, too. Let- it's just one room is flooding after another one. It's really obnoxious. And it's always like, let's get to the the security elevator and ele- elevator bank A. Oh, no, that's, you know, that's ruined, and then we have to go to find... There's another way. Well, then there's another way. Then there's- Exactly. The- this is when Samuel L. Jackson takes a bow from this film, which is the best <laughs> scene it's actually the first bonus episode we did is, was Best Deaths. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson is second time we're talking about this. And, I mean, you know, he's just giving them this speech about what happened when he was, you know, everyone, there's a little bit of mutiny. Everyone's kind of pissed off about Saffron Burroughs because she's like, look, I accidentally made these sharks both intelligent and vicious. I apologize. Right. That's the one thing we should mention is that so Sam Jackson's like, 
uh, wow, this is pretty crazy. And you didn't have to do any kind of like genetic modifications to them. And they're like, no, we followed the fucking Geneva Har- Convention. The Harvard or- p- Compact or something. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, it's definitely not the G- Geneva Convention. I think you're more <laughs> closer to it. Uh, you know, like, such and such uh, science That's agreement. Right. That's right. You got to take me prisoner. You can't just execute me. It's the Geneva Convention. I'm an officer in the shark army. The sh- army. <laughs> Give a shark a cigarette and blow its brains out. Smoke it fast. You're not long for this world. Just a little uh, bandana over his eyes. <laughs> little red bandana. How adorable. What do you want on your, your tombstone, shark? And then the shark says... Pepperoni and cheese, because it's the 90s tombstone pizza. <laughs> Viva la France, Bloom. So <laughs> the shark is singing the fucking French national anthem. Uh, and now he's just, he's just slowly falling down that pole that he's strapped to, blood coming out of his skull. And then Kirk Douglas is just standing in the background wishing he could have done more for him. It's a single teardrop. So she says, like, uh, she admits, like, hey, so remember before when I told you I didn't violate that Harvard genetics compact? Well, uh, we totally did. And we made their brains bigger because, you know, the amount of serum that they naturally produce isn't really enough to do anything. So we had to amp up how much they, you know, shark juice they produce. Uh, so they have these huge brains and oh, whoops, they're super smart now. Could you just get more sharks? And just, like, pool that shit? Yeah, I'll tell you this. I would wager sharks don't come cheap. And I would also wager Sam Jackson is the kind of uh, financier that's looking at all those receipts. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, being, he's, he's like the lawyer in Jurassic Park. He's, and he gets a very similar death. So he's given this big speech about, like, you know, I know Saffron Burroughs lied to everybody. The other woman, whose name I don't know... Call Saffron Burroughs a stupid bitch. It's really, it's really <laughs> biting at this point. Uh, it's really what We're, bite. Oh my <laughs> man! But also, He's really yeah. stepped in it there, Steve. I just like the idea of calling someone a stupid bitch for making sharks smarter. <laughs> like, like I couldn't make a shark smart. Uh, and no stupid bitch could make a shark smart. No stupid bitch could also apparently cure Alzheimer's, which also happens before that fucking window breaks. They do the experiment, and she's like, holy shit, all these synapses are firing. It's working. Oh, my God. And then right when everything's gravy is when Stellan gets his arm bit off. So, you know. Well, because he fucking just went too goddamn. He had to pet that shark on the nose, didn't he? Here's the thing. Much like at like a, a, a some sort of uh, aquarium type place, you know what I mean. Also, in the science version of that, just don't get too close. No. You know, don't tap on the glass. Smoke the cigarette. Also, probably not in a science station. In a pressurized tube. Yeah, I don't think so. That's too smart. <laughs> you know what this movie kind of reminds me of is is Gremlins Two. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So it's because. You know, the making them smarter and stuff. They should have just called this Jaws the new batch. <laughs> well, we just want what you want, Saffron. Civilization. <laughs> See, I would love it if, uh, like, they're doing this. And then, you know, like, Thomas Jane's like, 
you know what, shark? Like, I'm going to kill you. You're going to be on my fucking wall. Like, all this stuff. Like, you're going down. And the shark just, like, it's like a shot of the shark. And he's maybe looking at Thomas Jane. But you can't tell because sharks have eyes on the side of their head. And then the shark just goes, no. <laughs> and then just, like, pushes him. That would be great. A good shark shove. And, uh, you know, he's just like, don't worry. We're all going to get out of this. I've gotten people through this thing before. And if we just follow this, whoop. And he gets eaten by a shark, and it's fantastic. It's great. I, you know, I remember. I, I think I rented this movie. I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember renting it, watching it at home, and being like, "Holy fucking shit! Samuel Jackson's totally dead." Like, it's a good move that this movie makes. It is, and there's another one coming where it doesn't. It you think you know where this movie's going in so far as who lives and who dies, and you do not. Right. So he's dead. They're all freaking out, and you know, a lot of this movie is just like running around, running around. Yep. Up and up and up, running away from these sharks. And LL Cool J, just to bring it back to Jurassic Park a little bit, his kitchen floods. Yep. And the shark gets in there. Yep. And he's got to, like, hide in the oven. And the shark turns on the (laughs) oven? This genius shark is too much. Preheat to 425. (laughs) For your perfect Cool J. Well, you're really more of an LL Warm J. (laughs) But uh, at this point, his bird is dead now, too. Yeah, he, this, this, bird, this bird's <laughs> in the middle of cursing somebody out. They just gets fucking eaten by a shark. You know, I don't appreciate sassy parrots that no. use profanity. Nope. It's like the only. It's not the only time that this is happening. Like, there's other birds that swear in you know cinema and television. And it's here's the thing. It's never been funny. Nope. No. Never once has that been amusing. I want my sailor talk where it should be on sailors. <laughs> Which, by the way, where are the sailors? Where's the. And that's the other They're thing. all at the fucking beach resort having but a great time. You don't have any medical staff. You also just let all the security people go. Yep. Like, guaranteed, this facility needs some sort of security. Gone. Oh, they're all at the fucking tiki bar. Yep, they, it's just Ada Totoro and Michael Rappaport. That's your last line of defense. I mean, this is a tremendous cock-up. Yeah. That's what this is. Someone yeah. just gets a little too loose with the paychecks. <laughs> a little bit. And, you know, he, he has a narrow... Well, he electrocutes. No, he... He explodes the shark at this point, right? He blows it up, yes. Uh, uh, oh, Cool J? Yeah, he yeah. Cl- he, like, he t- he's an axe in the oven. And he's hammering into, like, the upper oven, and, like, he gets into that oven and then jumps out past the shark. He jumps over the shark that's trying to get into the oven. Man, guess what I'm never going to do? Jumping over a shark. <laughs> You're never going to jump the shark? <laughs> no. No? Good. No, no. I would have I taken that axe and probably tried to... To hack it. Yeah, hack its face or something? Do something. Well, I mean, I guess the other thing is there's a little bit of a time crunch because the shark has turned the oven on, by the way. Uh, So, yeah, and then, like, the gas is going because that's happening. And so he takes out a lighter that somehow, like, you know, nothing got totally soaked when he jumped into the water. He just opens this fucking Zippo and hucks it at the shark. And you could just make a a huge explosion in a pressurized uh, sea station... Totally fine. I mean, that room's ruined, but the rest of it's fine. Now, I'm sure that this place is pretty structurally sound, but you know what room they're probably not putting that much of thought into? The kitchen. 
Like, oh, all these science stations and everything? Yeah, sure, we definitely need to make sure all that's secured. Oh, there's going to be crazy sharks in here? Yeah, let's make sure this area is locked down. The kitchen, huh? Well, maybe some drywall. <laughs> drywall? A nice paint job. <laughs> maybe a little more secure than drywall, but, you know. At least throw some tiles up. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be moisture down there, right? I mean, maybe, maybe two fridges, two fridges. <laughs> So then LL, you know, he's having a bad day. Because then, like, you know, the more water falls on him. It's a really great him falling down the stairs. That stuntman probably actually got some bruises from that one. Oh, for sure. And our our, our trio, our, our group of heroes, we're in, like, some sort We're in an elevator shaft trying to get up to the next level. Because it's kind of Resident Evil-y. We're trying to, you know... It, yeah, it's a video game. And uh, at this point, the wom- the other woman, not Saffron Burroughs, gets it pretty bad. She just kind of... She falls off the thing and the shark eats her. It's, it, it's, it's one of the, the worst deaths in the... The worst death in the movie in that it's just a little boring. Yeah, worst as in, yeah, it's boring. Worst quality-wise because a lot of this movie is like, whoa, take that. You know what I mean? Like, take that Stellan Skarsgård. That is a way to die. This woman just kind of gets eaten by a shark. It's not really that great. And every time people get eaten, there's great, like, computer effects. It's kind of like Dateline NBC, like, reenactment com- computer effects. Because it's just like everyone's like, kind of featureless. They all look like WCW versus NWO and 64 characters for five seconds. <laughs> it's great because, like, this woman, you know, she's they're, they're on a ladder that's... The, the the ladder falls, and when the ladder hits like the other side of the wall, she doesn't hang on tight enough. She falls into this water, and it's great because she falls into the water, and then the shark lifts her back out. But when the shark lifts her back out, she's a sim. <laughs> so she falls in like, eh, and then she comes back up like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Just like this fucking sim comes out because it's such terrible computer graphics, and it, it's firmly. Uh... The, the shark is firmly on that Sim's crotch. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of a weird place for a shark to lay well, it's down. It's like, almost like we're wearing a wacky shark Halloween costume. Like, oh, I've been <laughs> eaten by the shark because it's just around her waist. I'm a sexy shark victim. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she's dead. And now um, uh, we finally meet up with LL Cool J, and we're all kind of in a room like, all right, how do we get out of here? Yeah. And, you know, Laura Dern has to go turn the power off. I mean, <laughs> Michael Rappaport has to go and, like, pump up the power manually to something. Him and Tom Jane, who are kind of best buds. They're sort of best buds. And what's great here is, speaking of ripping off Jaws, they go down and they're, like, swimming around so that... Well, I was uh, speaking about ripping off Jurassic Park. Oh, no. no, <laughs> no, no I, but both. I mean, yeah, it's, it's both in this movie. It's, it's Jaws Spielberg and Jurassic free for all. Yeah, no, it totally is just pillaging this dude's body of work because they're under the water and Rappaport's, like, trying to get to this control panel to empty out all this water or whatever. And Tom Jane's, like, on the lookout for sharks and he fucking turns around and... Because he can't stop being in this movie, Stellan Skarsgård's corpse, still <laughs> attached to this fucking gurney, just like floats into frame like that dude's head and Richard Dreyfuss is like, eh. You know, that's why Richard Dreyfuss screaming, <laughs> eh. But that's weird, too, because Tom, Tom Jane's like a real hard dude in this movie. Yeah. And he has to like come up for air to scream a bunch. Oh, my God. It's so like uncharacteristic of this person just screaming like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is he yelling? Like, stop. And then he doesn't what's funny is he doesn't tell michael rapaport what he saw he's like hey what's that what happened what you freaking out for best bud he's like 
Nothing. Did you fucking empty out this chamber yet? Did you press the go button? And <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how Rappaport gets it in this scene. Because they're, what happens is they're like, like underwater and they're giving the thumbs up like, you did it, great, let's get out of here. And then Tom Jane's face just totally empties. And Rappaport's like, hey, what's going on? Why are you so sad, bro? And then this shark just fucking slams into him takes him and this is like it's weird this movie gets like almost like cruelly violent to some of these characters also with sam jackson when they take sam jackson like the shark jumps up through a hole and grabs him and goes back under the water you see the two jar the sharks ripping apart the little sam jackson sim and like one like chomps on his head and he like goes in half and his leg goes flying but so it's the same thing with rapaport like Chomps onto the Rappaport. Rappaport becomes a sim. And then the shark, like, slams him up against the wall and, like, shakes it like yeah, a bully. Fucking it, His little sim legs float off. Yeah, like, he really gets... Fu- it's, like, brutal for no reason. Like, listen, it's a shark attack. Like, why do these sharks have so much animosity? I'm going to fold my New York slice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, these sharks are now smart. Smartest people, they might say. So they are. So they are obviously the most evil, selfish, piggish, disgusting monsters. They've turned into us. So while they're doing that, uh, you know, Saffron Bros is like, "Look, I have to get my notes. If not, this is all for naught." And everybody like, died for nothing. Yeah, and you know, you're still not sure which Saffron Bros could be one of two people. She's either Ripley. Uh, she's a Ripley or she's Paul Reiser, and you're not sure which <laughs> because she's either the one that's just you know the woman that's going to make it through all of this and you know come out a better person, yes, or she's the company stooge that is looking at the the dollar signs or the bigger picture right. past all the human misery. And when she goes into this room, you're like, oh, I guess she's more of a Paul Reiser, right? Uh, so while the, while uh, Rappaport and 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 Tom Jane are down doing this, Saffron Burroughs is looking through her office. LL Cool J is making sure he leaves his mark on the world. So what do I have to say to you? What mark do I have to leave behind? We will begin with the perfect omelet, which is made with two eggs, not three. Amateurs often add milk for density. This is a mistake. And he just starts going into this, and you're like, God damn it, yeah, this script is terrible. Two eggs, not three. And it's like, oh, I think we already got omelets. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, and out of all the things, you must be a terrible chef if you're, if you're imparting an omelet recipe. Something tells me that uh, this short order cook on this fucking sea lab thing in the middle of the ocean probably just makes an okay omelet you know what i mean like he's not a great cook like like they don't have fucking mario batali on atlantica or whatever (laughs) he went to hamburger university (laughs) (laughs) that's it he's straight out of the academy green behind the ears Uh, let's talk about this Saffron Burroughs killing the shark. So she's in there. She she gets her notes or whatever. It's like you know, all of her DV tapes and shit. <laughs> and, you know, uh, there's all sorts of water in the room, obviously, because everything's kind of flooded. And, uh-oh, here comes a shark in the room. So she's standing on uh, her desk like there's a mouse in there. She's just like, <laughs> a shark, eee! 
<laughs> and then she gets naked just for our benefit, really. Well, she's it's certainly not for the shark's benefit. <laughs> well, yeah. well, not naked. Hey! She takes off the wetsuit and and just to show, you know, the brawn panties or whatever. And then she stands on it, right, to like ground yeah, it, to, to ground get, her to get more more air, more uh, length, so she could reach this power cord or whatever. Well, it's not a height thing. She's grounding herself so that when she electrocutes oh, the shark, she get she's standing on rubber. It's a rubber yeah. wetsuit. Uh, yeah, oh, I get it. So, you know, because she, she pulls the thing out of the wall and gives the other, <laughs> take that shark. And it gets electrocuted, right? And then, yeah, yeah. Cause, and the water would get electrocuted too. Yep. So I think it would be great after this, like she walks out of there and like Michael Rappaport and Tom Jane are just floating on top of the water. <laughs> just dead. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. Wow, it's everybody, everybody said, huh? Well, that uh, that's the same water out there that it is in here, huh? <laughs> didn't see that coming. Hey, LL, you're. Oh, he's dead too. Scientist here. <laughs> Look, I'm a shark scientist. I'm not a fucking water scientist. Okay. Well, I'm not an electric scientist either. <laughs> you know, even I think they call them electricians. Even Ripley got to keep her cat. No, everybody's dead. Okay. Oh. That- Wow, I'm truly alone here, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, this is this is the three of them. Now it's just LL, Tom Jane, and Saffron Burroughs. And you're trying to do your movie math at this point. I, I, I'm thinking Saffron Burroughs is our Ripley. She's our heroine. She's kind of she actually at this point her notes get destroyed, and she's like, you know, I just want to make it out of here yeah, alive. Fuck it. Now everything's officially lost. I've learned my lesson. I'm sorry for playing God or whatever, you know. <laughs> and and the movie is really about her. I mean, we're following her science project yep. throughout the whole thing. We're following her. We're seeing her half naked. We're thinking, <laughs> hey. This girl's got staying power, right? Like, this is the through line of the movie. Deep Blue Sea 2, it's going to be her on another fucking... Well, exactly, because... Aqua base. You're right. It's her science project, and then the first main character we see is Tom Jane. So you're like, all right, there it is. By the way, it's the two of them and a fucking cartoon character in checkered pants <laughs> who's still bitching about this bird that he lost. Yeah. And he's saying all sorts of fucking prayers that he's also kind of rapping because it's LL Cool J. Yeah. What he's saying, these like, you know, I will walk through the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, whatever the, the fuck. Jesus stuff is just a bit much oh, in this yeah. movie. It's, it's over the top. He's got a giant cross that he wears. Yeah, and actually, about around here is when it actually happens. Right, he, he, he gets he, bitten. Yeah, we all, we all. By the way, they all get to the top of the the top level, right? right they and flood an elevator shaft while LL is praying, and they all float up to the top. And the shark gets them, right? And it like really drags them through the water. And you're like, well, that's that's that. That's it. I've seen characters in other shark movies get dragged just like that. They're finished. I, there's a, at least one bucket of blood in the water at this point. Yeah. yeah. He takes his cross off and starts stabbing this thing in the eye with it. The power of Christ compels you, shark. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, you know, he he gets free of it, and he's fine. He's He's totally fine. fine. He's He's just like, ooh, that that was a pretty bad gash on my leg. I guess I'll be all right. Like, that shark didn't hit an artery or something? Come on. No, it did. But then Tom Jane handed him a Transformers (laughs) Band-Aid. Put that on there. And everything's fine. Everything's gravy. Or maybe you know, maybe there was like Jesus, like appeared in like maybe there's a cut scene or something. Oh, jale- Jesus deleted scene. Yeah, or like like a break in the cloud. A little holy <laughs> light comes down on his leg. Racist bear Jesus comes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Because your last name is it Smith or Jones or <laughs> something. Fine, I guess I'll take you, self-proclaimed preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so he At least gets- you're not one of them polar people. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, we realize that the sharks weren't just trying to... You know, if these sharks are so smart, what are they doing? What, what was the evil plan? They were flooding the station, Andrew, because for some reason, the bottom of the gate is entirely titanium. It's adamantium. You can't break through with anything. Yeah. The top of the gate is tinfoil. Like, for, <laughs> for whatever reason, they just ran out of money while they were making this gate, Wait. and the top is, is steel. Wait, so we got adamantium down here securing everything and keeping the sharks away from us. What do we got up top? Eh, it's a couple of socks I tied together. <laughs> it's fine. They can't get up there. There ain't no way a shark's getting up there. And yes, of course, so the sharks were trying to raise the water level or something, or lower the gates, I guess. They're trying to make the structure collapse. The the, the whole Atlantica is, like, sinking now. Mm. And so they're trying to make it sink so that eventually they'll be able to burst through... The top part, which is really weak. The tinfoil gate. Question... How do these sharks have any idea (laughs) what the the fucking material is at the top of this thing? They're smarter, Andrew. That's all you need to know. They're smart. You could fucking have Albert Einstein look at something from a (laughs) hundred feet away and be like, hey, uh, hey, Brainiac, what's that made out of? And all he can do is guess. He's not going to hatch a plan to sink the fucking thing and swim through it. Sub question about the shark's plan. Were they planning on the hurricane? Did they like smell and like... Oh, in a couple of days, a hurricane's coming. No, they built a weather machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. They The sharks built a weather machine because we're smarter than Einstein. <laughs> I just would love a scene where, like, the three sharks are hanging out under the water. And they're like, hey, uh, you feel that? Feels like the, the air pressure's dropping up there. You know what that means? Increased wind, pressure drop. It's hurricane time! <laughs> and they're like floating around getting shit ready. Like, it's the big one! We've been waiting for this for months. Oh, and I also read in the paper that Samuel L. Jackson's coming to shut this whole <laughs> facility down. Well, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> I heard it on NPR! <laughs> NPR was making a big stink about Sam Jackson coming to Atlantica. Now I'm just picturing these sharks having their morning coffee. <laughs> Shark oh, coffee? Did you, did you read about this? <laughs> oh my god, they're coming here. I heard Saffron Burrows on Terry Gross. <laughs> Seems like she's in real hot soup. Anybody catch the Brian Lair show yesterday morning? <laughs> the uh, I'm Terry it. Gross, and this is the uh, world's smartest shark. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Terry. <laughs> I love your show. Long time listener, first time eater. <laughs> so stupid. So, <laughs> so we've still got our three primaries, and the whole plan at this point is Tom Jane's going to harpoon one of them because we can't let this shark out in the ocean. Because as Tom Jane said before, and as you have to say in all these movies, if that happens, we'll be at the bottom of the food chain. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Not really, because the shark is pretty easily killed by just about anything. Like... Yeah, I'm sure a group of fucking Somali pirates would figure it out. <laughs> Captain Phillips would get it. <laughs> that... uh, oh no, my boat is being besieged by pirates and intelligent sharks. Hey, uh, who got that shark on there, huh? 
Hey, hey, fellas, this is gonna, we're going to do an emergency drill here. It's going to be an emergency shark drill, all right? Hey, everybody. What other choice do I have? I'm a shark. All right, everybody. New drill, new drill. It's a, it's a, it's a Somali pirate riding a shark. Get the hoses out now. Come on. Everybody, o- Obama has them shot by SEAL Team Six. The shark, too. He calls. He tells them to take the shark out. Oh man! So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna harpoon the shark, and then the the cable is gonna be hooked up to a car battery, like some fucking you know like European spy torturing somebody, hooking up to his balls. And for some reason, the shark is too far away because it's gonna get away. Which is totally fine for the purposes of this movie. It's not like it's pregnant, by the way. You know what I mean? It's and it's not supernatural. And why not? Why not just set up that sequel anyway, just it, in case? It's just a smarter <laughs> shark. It's fine. It's not going to rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. It could be like a Manchurian candidate somewhere. All hail President <laughs> Toothy. <laughs> and it's fine, but like. You know, Saffron Burrow's like, oh, what hath I wrought? So she <laughs> cuts her arm open and jumps in the water. She's like, come here, shark. Come on, you pussy. Right. To get it away from the gate <laughs> yeah. so that Thomas Jane could then, like, shoot it with his... His, his harpoon gun. Yes. By the way, this shark is so smart, and all it wants is its beloved shark freedom, right? And it's just... <laughs> it's tasting it. It's getting there, and it's like, but I'm still a shark, so he has to go back and eat her. Oh, curse you, Mother Nature. <laughs> now I'm starving again. So she fucking gets eaten by this shark. And you're it's like, so, what the fuck? Like, aren't you the main character? What's happening right here? And then you realize also she fucking did that for nothing. Literally less than nothing. The shark just swims kind of back to where it was. And Tom Jane's trying to fucking get at it. And then he has to jump on this shark. Which we find out earlier in the movie, by the way, he's great at riding sharks like dolphins. Okay. <laughs> so he's riding this fucking thing, and it's going all over the pool, and LL Cool J's got to take a shot at it. And I'm like, wait a second. This shark is way off from where Saffron Burroughs tried to get it. She just literally killed herself for no reason. It's Matthew McConaughey and fucking Rain of Fire all over again. By the way, you want to know how sophisticated my, my notes are for this? Uh, for, for this scene, I yep. wrote... It eats pretty doctor. <laughs> it eat pretty doctor good. Hey, I've also got a, a an equally odd sounding note in here. I was uh, I was I was taken by the line where she says something about um Saffron Burroughs, like at the beginning of the movie, says like, oh, well, we have to get right to the experiment because Sam Jackson's here. We're skipping three weeks of trials. And I wrote Skipping three rounds of trials. No wonder they equal dead. (laughs) (laughs) That that always happens. (laughs) You you skip those rounds of trials. So, I mean, you know, as opposed to being in debilitating shock because his leg has just fucking been hacked off by a shark. Right. uh, You know, LL Cool J's got the presence of mind to, you know, hit this thing and where it needs to be. Blah, blah, blah. They blow up the shark, right? And it's it's got more shark blood than I've ever seen. It's the blood of six sharks. (laughs) The blood of six sharks in one. You know, like, and that Thomas Jane is then, like, swimming away from the chunks and blood everywhere. Yeah. I was expecting to see Saffron's head. <laughs> like, should there yeah, be, like, people... Yeah, just half-digested the Kittner kid. Yeah, all yeah. of them. <laughs> oh, that no. That was my son. And LL Cool J calls out, like, 
like, hey, Thomas Jane. And then he's just like, what? What do you? What could you possibly need at this moment? <laughs> <laughs> and Hello Cool J is like, bring me back some sushi. Oh, yeah. What? And Captain Phillips is like, oh, no, not like this. I wanted that. Sh- I wanted to be free of that shock, but not like this. What a lesson I've learned. <laughs> Speaking of bad lines, by the way, right before Saffron Burroughs jumps into the water, she says this. Come to mama. Ah. Uh, Could you imagine that? You know, that's probably even worse than telling people how to make omelets. <laughs> that's your last, <laughs> your that's last your word. Your last words were come to mama to a shark that you illegally genetically engineered. And you literally killed yourself for absolutely nothing. Literally nothing. For no reason. Oh, mercy. That's pointless. And then we get LL Cool J's rap. Let's just, you know what? Steve, I, I believe you're you're the biggest fan of this song. You've got some of the lyrics ready. Yeah, I kind of made an excerpt thing and this is kind of calling back to I was at a poetry reading one time where Adrian Brody seriously read uh, Christopher Wallace's poetry aka Biggie Smalls and it was just the songs and he read it in a pretentious poetry-esque fashion. He read the Ten Crack Commandments. He did. If I remember your story correctly. In honor of both LL Cool J Christopher Wallace and Adrian Brody. Of course. I would like to read this in some of Deepest Bluest Deepest Bluest, written and performed by uh, LL Cool J, performed now for you by Steven Sadak. Ah, my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest Bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. When your Titanic sinks, I'm the one you're gonna meet. Hearing terrified screams, they surround my team. All you see is trails of blood. Even God won't intervene. (laughs) Nightmares of darkness, my appetite is heartless. Struggling to flow with hemorrhages in your throat Getting the lap dance while I smash through your boat You'll never make it home Tear flesh off your bone Walking in undercurrents is a dangerous zone The waters are waist level The hallways flooded Lost your scuba gear This killer's (laughs) cold-blooded His name's LL Wait, twist! You don't really want it I ate your ancestors the ocean is haunted. <laughs> Everybody I, knows that, first of all. So I, he was the shark the whole time. <laughs> I'm closing in. I'm supposed to win. How the cold steel feel when it froze your chin. Should have stayed on dry land. Stroke while you can. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, man, duel of the dicks. Because <laughs> now you're under pressure in the land of the damned. <laughs> Abandoned pirate ships. Eels and sod scum. <laughs> Fish that glow in the dark. <laughs> Holy Toledo, oh, man. That is so stupid. <laughs> it is. Is. It's pretty stupid. That's just the song. And I mean, it's kind of like... Wait, did he just say that the victims of the Titanic were eaten by sharks? I guess so. This thing <laughs> has a lot of sh- uh, Titanic imagery. And yes, well, that was a big movie. When he wrote that song. <laughs> oh, you think he wrote it like three years before this movie came out? He's like, oh, lucky oh, yeah. day. Well, it's oh, Titan- a B-side oh, Titanic. Oh, Titanic was 97. Yeah. Right. This movie's 99, yeah. which means production around 98. That fucking thing was still in the theaters in 98. Yeah, and I'm sure the VHS release was huge. It was on two VHS tapes. I remember that. 
That's how fucking long that movie was. I like the idea of this being a B-side off Mama's Gonna Knock You Out. Or Mama said knock you out. <laughs> and he's just been sitting on it. And he's like, oh, I'll have to just change a co- couple of things and make it deepest bluest. It is just a terrible song. Up there with the fucking SWAT song. Yep. Yeah, anytime huh. you're singing about your movie, or, it's yeah. stupid. I mean, both those, both these movies have Samuel L. Jackson and, and LL, LL Cool J. J. Although LL doesn't sing that song, but do you think like <laughs> he was he was so burned by Deep Blue Sea <laughs> and how ridiculous that song turned out? They were like, "Hey LL, we got this great song about running with Samuel L. Jackson. You want to sing it for SWAT?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's all right." <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of gave that up. I'm just gonna wait till I'm on NCIS Los Angeles now. <laughs> That's my next move. Uh, and that's Deep Blue Sea. Uh, who's recommending this movie? That's a strong recommend. It's a lot of fun. It's it's like all, all of the best things that I want to see in a shark movie where everyone's getting moited really good. There's a yeah. lot of good deaths. You, you don't wait more than seven minutes. I don't know what the, what the time frame is, but between good to great deaths, not that much time. They keep on a coming in this movie. Mm-hmm. Eric? Uh, I'm going to be the voice of dissension here. Ooh. I'm going to not recommend it. I will recommend watching Samuel L. Jackson's death on YouTube. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a strong recommend. And, you know, I haven't checked, but if Stellan's on there too, by all means. But other than that, like... This movie kind of frustrated me. <laughs> yeah. I would totally recommend this movie. Uh, it's been a, quite a while since I had seen it, so I forgot like how seriously violent and fucked up this movie is. And you're right, Steve. If this movie isn't Jaws, like if the shark movie I'm watching isn't Jaws, yeah. then it has to be a movie like this. Yep. It can't be like Jaws 3 and Jaws 4 where no one's getting eaten. You know what I mean? That's why like... I can't get through sci-fi channel movies. Well, you, got, you got through this one. <laughs> it is kind of the highest budget sci-fi movie ever. But it's like, just because the acting's always so terrible and whatnot, but I got through a good chunk of that Sharknado movie before I fell asleep. And like, that has, you know, that's got some good shark death in it. Like, they keep on coming. They know what you're there for. And it's not for fucking character development and talking about science experiments and curing Alzheimer's. It's about watching people eaten by monsters. Yep. Real life monsters. So that's two yes, one no. If I'm a monster, then what are you? (laughs) That is Deep Blue Sea from 1999, directed by Rennie Harlan. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Write into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate and review there if that's how you get the program. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you prefer streaming your podcast, you can download the Stitcher Radio app. We are on there with our most recent five episodes uh, streaming live through that service. Uh Speaking of services, pick up our app uh, or check out our Bandcamp page for extra episodes, including WHM Live, WHM On Screen, and A Side Order of Sleaze. Uh, Eric's program, Blame It on Outer Space, has returned this month. There's an episode on Bigfoot that you can get right now. That's right. And much more coming. <laughs> Blame it on OuterSpace.com, at BlameSpacePod on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Blame It on Outer Space. They're also on iTunes and Stitcher. 
Tell your friends about We Hate Movies. Tell your family. Tell everybody. Spread the good word about the program. The more listeners, the better for us. And, and honestly, rate and review in iTunes. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even if you don't use iTunes, I know there's, there's different opinions on that, but it would just help the show. If you want to help the show a little bit, eh, you know, you can do that to help the show a little bit. And if you've ever duel of fates with somebody, you can write at weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Tell us about it. <laughs> Send us tell us those college dorm nightmares. <laughs> So last week, Steve gave a hint about uh, what we were going to be doing this week. Eric, give us a hint about what we're going to be doing next week. Well, uh, when we first talked about it, uh, we mentioned the idea of it being on lunchboxes. Yes, very good. And I'll say this. If you want the reference, uh, this this is now episode 131, I believe is what Deep Blue Sea is. You are going to have to go back. Quite a ways into the back catalog. A very good hint. So go through that Tea Party time tunnel. (laughs) Just hit up the Tea Party time tunnel. Someone might be guarding it now. The government's back open. I don't know. (laughs) Drats. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Take it easy. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're gonna seal off this...